Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket. Happy to be with you here on a Tuesday, as we are every weekday on your noon hour, your lunch hour from 12 to 1. We are sponsored by Wingstop, so stop by any of their three locations here in Lincoln for a great lunch. And, of course, well, you can do it at dinner or whatever time you want. Uh, Wingstop, delicious wings and chicken sandwiches at any time of the day. Rico, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. It's uh, kind of interesting. I like any day we get a press conference. So we did get a press conference. We'll be able to run down that uh, for Mickey Joseph here as, uh, as you've been working hard to get all the quotes going. Uh, Still got a that. decent way to go. He kind of he went for a while. All right. Well, then half a press conference. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, did anything uh, stand out to you uh, before we kind of jump into this thing um, as a lot of a lot of different topics being hit, obviously, after a bye week? Um, anything that stood out to me? <sighs> Henrich is done for the year. Luke Reimer's banged up. The team still has confidence. The West is still they, – they make sure that they let the players know exactly where they're standing uh, in the conference and that it's still a possibility to win it. Um, he gave props to Brett Bielma. He coached against him when he was at Arkansas, so he knows his brand of football because, um, I mean, Brett Bielma's kind of kept the same brand of football. It didn't work at Arkansas, but it was the right. same brand of football. Um, what else? Trey Palmer's the fastest receiver he's ever coached. Oh, that's, that's what he said. Um, he said it was only hard for him to get on the field at LSU because he had first rounders everywhere in that receiver room. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you're just not going to get on the field if you're surrounded by first rounders. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, it's a great problem to have. Um, da, 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 he still feels, he feels good about the offensive line's progress in the bye week and after today's practice. Um, Brock Bando and Kevin Williams still banged up. Brock Bando is closer to returning than Kevin Williams is. And um, he talked to his brother in Arizona. <laughs> you get that every week. It seems like yeah, there's always his, a question about his brother. Yeah, talked to his brother Vance in Arizona. He's yeah. doing good. Um, he was asked about Coach O and Vance giving him pointers on how to deal with you know being a head coach, being an interim head coach uh, at this position. Uh, they both He still talks to both of them. Uh, a decent amount. Obviously, he talks to his brother a lot. Still talks to Coach O uh, a decent amount about the situation that he's in. And uh, let's see what else. What else? They want to get, you know, he was asked, I think I have it in there, what does Nebraska look like when they're sticking to their guns? Because he was talking about Illinois sticking to their guns, keeping things simple. Um, despite all the success they're having, they're keeping things pretty simple, Illinois is. Um, he said they stick to their guns. They do what's working. They they don't really stray from what's working for themselves. And then he was asked, "What does Nebraska look like if they're sticking to their guns?" And he said something to the to the tune of scoring the football a lot. And he mentioned the time of possession. And he's like, "Look, I can't go to the offense and say, hey, stop scoring. Uh, yeah. We want to keep. We want to score. That's kind of what we do. Um, sticking to their guns would be airing the ball out, scoring points. Um, but he does say that they need to get Anthony Grant more involved.'" 
Yeah, I am. I'm definitely interested in that. Were you bothered at all by the time of possession? I mean, I think to a degree, just because of how crazy it was Not against like, Purdue. But at the same time, they were playing from behind. Yeah, honestly, I I wasn't because they were scoring. I I thought you know maybe hold on to it a little bit, but if they're giving you a play to score, yeah, take the score. Like I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't know why you would intentionally you know turn down Trey Palmer's getting open down the field every time. Why would you turn that down to to just run the ball and maybe not even gain any <laughs> yards because it wasn't working? Uh, go away from what's working to go towards something just because you're trying to you know help one side of, of, of the ball. You have multiple players at each position. You can get people in and give people a, an extended rest. Maybe they're not as good as your starters, but I mean they're all training the same way. They're all doing the same things. They should all know how to play the game of football. Maybe not at the same level as each other but still play the game of football and he said look the defense knows you know their job the offense knows their job it just comes down to it but he also said it's up to him to get everybody ready and on the same page and make sure that something like that um doesn't happen again i don't really know how to <laughs> that's not that's not what he said right but they score points and they stop people from scoring points. I mean, it's up to him as the head coach to win to win the football games. That's pretty much what he's saying. He's still taking all, putting all the onus on himself and taking all of the, all of the blame um, for anything that goes wrong. Which he's taking accountability. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. I mean, I, I think too, as a head coach, you, you've got to you've got to try to play complementary football for your offense and defense. Um, and I think so. When you go into a game, the goal is not to have 15 minutes of time of possession. But again, if you're down and you need quick points, mm -hmm. there's nothing better. Better than quick points. I mean, that that's exactly what you need to get back into the game. Your defense doesn't get a rest as much. Okay, but you but you're the you're, complimentary football for that is forcing turnovers. Right. Not, don't don't be on the field as long. Your defense needs to be a little bit of complimentary as well. Yeah. Right? Like if you're and, and I said that earlier uh, earlier last week, I believe. Like if you're going to be an offense that wants to score points, your defense needs to be an opportunistic defense yeah. that forces turnovers because you're not going to be. Uh, it's going to be hard to be a bend don't break defense if your offense only has the ball for a minute every time. Yeah. So you're gonna if you're, you're gonna, gonna break a lot. Yeah. If yeah. you're gonna allow long drives and your offense is like, okay, cool. Well, we're gonna score on the third play from scrimmage, so you're gonna have to figure this out yeah and, and but I, I i do i think if, but if you want to be a running defense you can have a bend don't break de or a running <laughs> offense you can have a bend don't yeah. break defense because look if your if your offense is on the field for as long as purdue's offense was on the field as long as maybe illinois unless you know uh sands gigantic runs that result in touchdowns yeah uh, as long as they're going to be on the field they have the perfect defense for that although they're also opportunistic they get a lot of sacks they get a lot of interceptions nebraska needs to find a way to turn teams over if their offense is going to continue to perform at the level they did against Purdue. Well, and I think, too, if you go into a game, I think you, you can try to manipulate time of possession, try to win that battle, and uh, as long as it, the game is playing at your pace. That's kind of the idea with that. Um, but if you're down, you know, kind of throw that out. you got to get back into the game. And then if you take a score lead, you can get right back into it. But if you're playing down, just get back into the game, and, and, and quick points are – as the best you can get because you still have more time to get back into the game if you're mm -hmm. down multiple possessions. So I mean, even if you're up touchdowns, I, I, I don't care if you're scoring quickly. If you're, <laughs> if you're up two touchdowns, then you add you a third one. The lead yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm good with it. I guess that's uh, that's probably true too. But uh, you know, we could see that, that that approach is kind of what gets you in trouble. I guess sometimes that's why. Um, you know, you kind of look at the Purdue why they lost to Penn State. If you remember that game, mm -hmm. it's kind of like, all right. 
here's the time to kind of burn some clock. And they're like, no, we're going to air the ball out. We like to air the ball out. And I was like, oh, okay, well, now Penn State's got more time to get back in the game. So it can happen, but at the same time, you know, it's a, it's a lot of a results-based business that we go back on, yeah. right? If you do expand the lead with a quick touchdown, then, they, yeah, that's just fine. Look, if, no, if Nebraska won that game, nobody's complaining about the type of possession. <laughs> if, Nebraska scored, right. if Nebraska scored again and won by three points, nobody's, nobody's complaining still, about the fact that they had the ball for, what, 10 minutes? Yeah, 15. <laughs> but it still popped out to you. Just like the stats, it's, just look at it. I was like, was I have not seen a game like that. It was a, <laughs> a close game with a very big number and a very little number. Yeah, very strange. And for what it's worth, too, number three in the nation is Illinois in time of possession. So they're going, that's their game plan. That's they're, what they're gonna going to hold on to it. And, and, so. And uh, Nebraska's not going to care, apparently. No. Here, so. Well, I mean, that's kind of a thing. <laughs> if they're going to hold on to it, that means that you have less time to score. So if you can score in a minute, yeah, that's beneficial to you. Because if they – I don't I don't think Indiana or Illinois is a very big play-based offense. Like, they yeah. have to take their time to get down the field unless Chase Brown gets loose and, yeah. and is streaking down the field on a running play. So f- to me, they're kind of a – you know – five yards in a cloud of dust kind of offense where it's going to take them a while to get down the field and score. They're not going to, you know, score on the fourth play from scrimmage very often. So if you can, you know, force them into maybe having to try that, if you can score quickly, maybe hold them to a field goal score again quickly, then all of a sudden they're thinking, well, we can't run the ball. We can't hold the ball for 20 minutes because we're down however many points. We need to figure out a way to get into the end zone so that we can get this game closer, tie this game up, so when we do hold on to the ball, uh, if we do end up scoring, we'll take the lead. So a, a quick, quick strike offense might be beneficial if your defense is up to the task of forcing a turnover or, you know, keeping a team out of the end zone, which that, is which is really that's that's all the the that's all Nebraska's defense has to do. We're not asking for, you know, the number one defense in the country. I'm asking for a defense that and I, I know it's kind of going back to, you know, the Scott Frost UCF defense, but it's just, yeah. you know, no fear of failure. Take that chance. Try and get that interception. Try to punch the ball out, force a fumble, get the ball back to your offense so they can score in three possessions. And, yeah, you're going to get back on the field. You might be a little gassed. But, hey, you're up by two touchdowns now. Yeah, and, and, and ideally you had, you'd had you have the depth to kind of rotate guys in and out if they do get gassed. Um, that probably hasn't been established here. But it is. It is it's very much – kind of the Scott Frost offense type of idea and in the offense that they switched to this year it's it's not it's not a complete like overhaul from the offense that they had been running. It's a mm-hmm. little bit different. There's some tweaks in there, but uh, this, the idea kind of still remains the same, and that that makes the defense have to be opportunistic. And uh, that's just a lot more easier said than done. I think. Oh we, yeah. We all got excited when Shenander <laughs> came in and said that sort of stuff. We're like, oh, turnovers. Yeah, that'll be great. I can, I and can then they didn't here. grade any of yeah, them. Yeah, I can years. sit here and talk about how easy it is to get interceptions and force fumbles and get up by two touchdowns. Yeah. But in reality, a team like I- Illinois that doesn't really pass the ball all that much you're not going to have many chances for an interception and Tommy DeVito is pretty damn accurate I think he's completing around 70% of his passes so he's pretty damn accurate when he does air it out Uh, and then Chase Brown I don't know how many fumbles he has but I don't think it's a lot so the turnovers are going to be hard to come by against a team as as sturdy as Illinois but if you can force them and you can recover them then that just puts you in an even better position with an explosive offense like Nebraska has right now hopefully hopefully has right now, and it's not the Rutgers offense that shows up again. Yeah, and Tommy DeVito, for what it's worth, two interceptions on the year, one from Artis Sitkowski, so a team total of three interceptions. Um, has been a sacked 11 times, so you can kind of maybe see if Nebraska can get into that. Casey's been maybe. sacked 18. 
Yeah. So Casey, I mean, it's only Casey's been shellacked all yes. year. Yeah. Casey has been had been broken multiple <laughs> times and somehow still in the game. All right, let's jump into some of the. You've heard it from uh, Rico there, the kind of the rundown. Let's hear it from Mickey Joseph. Here is Mickey's opening statement from today's press conference. We use this bag week to get um, a little healthier. You know, clean things up in all areas. You know, it's, it's a beneficial to have this week, just because that. I hope it helps us down the stretch. Because we do, we got five games back to back in a, in a tough, physical Big Ten conference. So my thing is talking to the team that we gotta we gotta match match our opponent physicality. And starting this week with Illinois, Illinois 17 ranked team is a well deserved ranking. They have a really physical rushing game with uh, Chase Kitty's really Chase Brown Kitty's a really good. Um, Really good runner, but they're really, really good on defense. You know, they, they top in the country in, in every category. They have a really good scheme. They're well coached, and they stick to their guns. So this week, you know, we, we're going to need our fans on this one. We're going to need our fans to be loud and help us out a little bit. So there you have it, Mickey Joseph, uh, being complimentary of Illinois, the well-deserved ranking that they have brought in. Uh, this is no doubt going to be a test for Nebraska, and, and the it's just you know this feels like you know with Brett Be- Bielema at the hand uh, at the helm, maybe it shouldn't be a surprise, but this feels like the Wisconsin battle. This feels like the nation's number one rusher, the top defense, <laughs> and historically Nebraska's gone in against those defenses, and it's been kind of like you know they they had similar numbers to to Illinois does now, where it's just like they allow eight. 80 rushing yards per game. That's crazy. They don't allow 300 yards total. Like, this is crazy, and Wisconsin would do that. And then Nebraska's offense would be just be like, yeah, this is just seemingly another opponent. So Hopefully like, oh, yeah, you cool. see that again. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're a really good defense? That's cool. We're going to put up, you know, 28 points. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, you're going to put up 45. But it's fine. It's irrelevant. Oh, yeah, that happened. And then we're going <laughs> to give up 200 yards on the ground, obviously. Exactly. But for the offensive side, uh, Nebraska is They seem to find to success that. against some of the, the top-tier Eh, not top tier. Uh, some of the more highly ranked defenses, yeah. uh, at least in the Big Ten West. Yeah, because if it's a highly ranked defense in the Big Ten East, that that seems a little different for some yeah, reason. Yeah, at times. Well, and it's 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 the opponents that they're playing now. It, Illinois, you can you can poo poo their stats if you want to a little bit, but in part of it is they've played Big Ten West. They've played Minnesota mm-hmm. and Wisconsin and Iowa. You know, those aren't great defenses. So that does, you know, it's not like they're playing, uh, you know, against some of the top offenses in the nation. But at the same time, again, I always say it. I don't care who you play. If you play seven games and you average giving up 80 yards, 70, uh, uh, 78 yards. That's still impressive. I don't care. That's incredible. Yeah, I don't care who you're playing. Unless, of course, you're playing like UTSA, then, you know. What's the shot at UTSA for? <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you, UTSA. Against, is that the Roadrunners? Yeah. You're against the Roadrunners? No, I love UTSA. <laughs> oh, you're just taking shots at them. My offensive coordinator in NCAA 14, I just I just left UTSA. I went to Cincinnati. I'm the I'm oh. the OC there now. <laughs> you're still playing NCAA 14? Right? I am. I had, the, Heis- I had the Heisman winner at UTSA, my <laughs> running back. He was we, a dude. That's that's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Maybe you should apply for this uh, the job. You've Maybe got, I should. That's quite a resume. You've I got. should I should have Mark Whipple teach me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into some more of these quotes. We'll uh, do it throughout the show here, as we've got uh, plenty uh, going on for the Mickey Joseph press conference. Here's a quick one uh, about Nick Henrich. Nick's, Nick's going to be out. Nick's going to be out. He's out for the year. Nick Henrich there out for the year. Bad news for the that, press conference. That sucks. The captain captain on the team, one of the leaders on the defense. Um having he had a great year last year. The team didn't, but he had a great year last yeah. year. 
and uh, coming into this season, you're expecting you know big things from him. Gets hurt early, comes back, gets hurt again. He's gonna miss the rest of the year. Yeah, I don't know what his plans are for his future if he's gr- gonna graduate or anything. But I would, I would think there might be a way for him to get a medical red shirt and maybe come back next year. But you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna put that on him because you know he has his own future to look out for. But maybe if he could do that, come back next year and uh, lead the defense again. Hopefully, a better defense and uh, see what happens. Yeah, he's not a he's not a senior either, so he's he, no. he gets to come back either way if he wants. Oh to. yeah, he's got the he's well he's been here four years. <laughs> you know, but he's a but sophomore. he's got the COVID year, <laughs> and I think he redshirted. He's listed as a sophomore, and he's oh he a, missed his he missed his first year. He got injured before he came in, mm-hmm. so he missed his first year. So he redshirted. We'll say he he redshirted that year. Then he has a COVID year, so he's only technically two years. Yeah, sure, he's a sophomore. It's going to be weird for a couple more years. They should have never done that, and, and you know it's it's helped out Nebraska at times, but it, it really makes it confusing. And for you've one got like thing, four. I mean, you've got a fourth year sophomore. Yeah, and it's just it's and, and they also a, played most of the season. I don't understand. You know, they might have played f- eight games instead of twelve for some teams. He's a but. fifth year freshman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. Isaiah Williams. I was looking it up for him too. The uh, the most dynamic wide receiver for Illinois. He's a sophomore, and it, it, he started at quarterback like four years ago for him. <laughs> so it's he was, strange. yeah, he was like a big recruit. He was the one. He's a that, big recruit. Yeah, he was the one from St. Louis where they hired his dad, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Good memory, actually. See, I remember things. <laughs> yeah. Very, just very obscure things like that, though. I was surprised they moved him uh, from from quarterback, but uh, he yeah. didn't throw very well. He didn't, but he was, you know. Well, that's why you put him at wide receiver slash running back slash Wondell Robinson. Yeah, he's <laughs> kind of just their do-it-all guy now, yeah. uh, which is which is fair. I mean, he's got the athleticism for it. It's just he, it's, it kind of goes back to the high school kind of type of style, which I, I suppose is maybe why they moved away from it. It's just yeah. like, hey, that guy's a D1 athlete. He's got to play quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our best athlete, put him a quarterback. Get him the ball. Handle the ball play. the most. Can he throw? Well, yeah, he's a D1 athlete. He can throw it. <laughs> no, but can he throw? Uh, can, can he pass? He can throw. About as well as anybody here that can't really throw exactly. it either. <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe not a maybe not a dime down the field 50 yards, but he could throw it. I'm just saying if Tommy DeVita goes down and they put in Arthur Sitkowski, I might put in Williams instead. <laughs> hey, Arthur Sitkowski beat Nebraska. He did. He also engineered a 9-6 to victory over Iowa earlier this year. But did they win? They did win. See? So, I mean, there is, there's something to... Don't, hey, don't get me wrong. I'm a big Arthur Sitkowski I bet guy. Ar- I, w- I just don't want him starting for my I team. I wonder what his career record is. I bet he has <laughs> a do. winning record. He actually... W- w- before, he was a record, wasn't he? Yeah, he threw like 21... He had like... His, his freshman year stats are kind of funny. I think it was freshman year um, where he had like 18 picks or something like that. It was... Uh, he had a rough year starting at Rutgers his, uh, when he did. Um, but yeah, he's kind of been a fun Big Ten quarterback to follow along since then. I'll let you pull those up here. Yeah, as, I'm going to uh, get some Arthur Sitkowski <laughs> stats. <laughs> this, is, this is some real off-season stuff. That's this what is, I was doing all This off-season. is what you want. Uh, uh, yeah, his freshman year in 2018, he had four touchdowns and 18 interceptions. Yes, yes, that is rough. Oh, goodness. It's been better since then, but that's a lot of picks. That is not great, Bob. <laughs> yeah, no, it's he's not, not the... It doesn't get a whole lot better, but he gets better. Not the greatest quarterback. No. But, you know. Did beat ooh, Nebraska last year. Ooh, he lost all but one game in 2018. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't have a winning record. 
<laughs> I wouldn't think as a starter. Yeah, no. Okay, so I don't know why I'm doing this, but I am. So from 2018 to 2020, he has three wins. Hmm. He's played Nebraska in, is one of them. Uh, he actually lost to Nebraska 28-21 in 2020. Well, yeah, because he didn't start that game, the, no. the week zero game. In 2021, he beat Nebraska, though, 30-22. to But he didn't start that game. Does it count? Yeah, it counts. He finished it. You're going to count it? Yeah, I'm counting it. I would count it, too. He finished it. Yeah. Arthur. Arthur. Not Arthur. Yeah. Arthur. Shout out Arthur, but I wouldn't let him touch the ball on on, uh, on Saturday if I'm uh, no, 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 if I'm Brett. Uh, but uh, we'll kind of see. Brett Bielema, by the way, also forgot that he came to Lincoln in 2012. Did you see that? Did he? Yeah, he said that he never was able to come to Lincoln uh, as the Wisconsin coach, but he remembers coming to Lincoln when he was uh, an assistant at Kansas State in Iowa, and it was like, oh, yeah, well, but you did come in 2012, and they did. Lo- that was the last time Nebraska beat Wisconsin. Maybe that's actually. why he doesn't remember. That might be why he doesn't remember. Didn't he happen. <laughs> to block it out, and then they, of course, beat Nebraska in the Big Ten championship game, so maybe he's just like, yeah, we played Nebraska in 2012, but that was the championship game. Yeah, that didn't happen. Let's throw that out. I remember it. I was there. <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah. Fortunately, you were there. Yeah. Yeah, fortunately. Maybe I need to go to another another Nebraska-Wisconsin game. We all like to think that we have our own uh, effects on the game. Exactly. Sometimes when I watch games, they lose. Other times, they win. I have to sit in a certain spot, though. That's <laughs> that's the only reason. Was it, it the, on Twitter, the Yankees game that you were complaining as about? Soon as, I turned, as then, soon as boom. I turned it on. There was a walk and a home run, so I turned it off, and I didn't watch it the rest of the, the, rest of the night. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and uh, we can get back into this here on the Ticket Water Cooler. Plenty more stuff from Mickey Joseph as we kind of break down what's going on there. Also, uh, Jim Harbaugh and, uh, and, and and Franklin, Coach Franklin over there at Penn State, uh, still arguing from a couple weeks ago. Fight, fight. So that's fight, always fun. Fight. We'll get back into that. Uh, coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket.